This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2017. My guest is John Velasco. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Miriam? Thanks for having me. Ah, it's going to be great. Uh, remind everybody who you write for. I think it's Phone Arena, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, Phone Arena. I've been there, well, this is my ninth year in the industry. I've, I've been there for eight years. I took a one-year stint over at Android Authority, but yeah, uh, I've been I've been with the team for quite a while. You're like a seasoned veteran, like all the people we know. This is why I have you on, because today is an exciting day. Today is best phone of 2017 day. Oh, this is going to so, be awesome. You know, I figured the second to last podcast of the year, I would have that because people probably want to know at the last second before they buy a phone for Christmas, probably. Right. Yep, you know, because, yep. you know, like they have three days left or whatever it is now. So um, I, you know, we talked a bit about this with David last week, but it was more to let him pimp uh, Android Authority's best of Android 2017. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, you know, we, it was kind of a precursor. I think that warmed up the audience for us here. So we're good. Um, without further ado, let's start with the, the big hitter. What, what's, what's your best phone of 2017? Oh, that is, uh, it's so tough because, you know, you look at what we saw at the beginning of the year and then towards the end. And for me, I think it's going to have to be the LG V30. Um, just oh, because, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, LG did an amazing job this year. You look at the G6 where they started, compared to like the contrast they had with last year with the G5, uh, we saw how... <laughs> how that was uh you know uh the reception around that but the v30 for me i think is just the no bs phone it's no bs whatsoever so you have everything you want in a phone you even have a headphone jack which is to me still and pretty important it's not just any headphone jack yeah it's, it's the best headphone jack in the industry to date bar exactly. none uh, exactly. And that's what I'm using right now to record one of the uh, audio files here. So, uh, yeah, to me, it's the, the, the entire package. You have what? You have a phone that has a beautiful looking design. Uh, you have a water resistant construction. You have wireless charging. Like I said, the headphone jack, great camera, video centric. Uh, and to me, it's just like the most, it might be also the most underrated phone, I, I'd say. So I would agree that if there was an award for the most underrated phone of 2017, the most surprisingly awesome phone of 2017 that nobody really knows is surprisingly mm -hmm. awesome, the V30 wins. And, you know, I, it's look, it's in my top three. So mm -hmm. there you go. Um, nice. But I think... I think uh, for me, what really did the V for the, it did for the V30 is it's you know obviously camera and photo and photography video, but also the audio for me was like those are the two things that really stood mm -hmm. out. I still think that it is a sexy phone on its own, even if it didn't have the audio and the camera uh, mm -hmm. quite as good as it was. I think people are not are underestimating. It's it's kind of almost the perfect size phone to me. Mm -hmm. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's between the Galaxy S8 and the A8 Plus in terms of size. It's yep. still extremely bezel-less. And, you know, the display is, is is fine. It's not the best, but it's it's yes. definitely good. Especially it's very well calibrated, which is really surprising to me because we know this display is also using another phone and had yep, had yep. a lot more calibration <laughs> issues, right? Um yeah. but I think uh cough uh <laughs> Pixel XL 
uh, Pixel 2 XL. <coughs> Cough. <laughs> anyway, but I think, you know, I think for me, the V30, it's it's the story of LG. It, it, it culminates years of LG know-how and at the same time, years of people not understanding and realizing that LG is really one of the biggest and most significant players in the market, yet never gets the recognition for it. Exactly, because it's always in the shadow of Samsung. Samsung's Correct. glories, and you know, it's this is the first time this year, I think, they made a, a pretty strong resurgence, like compared to last year with the G5 um, and how that was perceived uh, versus now how they improved with the G6 and then subsequently here with the V30. To me, it is probably their best year ever. I think it is absolutely their best year ever. And I think that, you know, I hope they can top it somehow because you remember the G3, uh, 4, sorry, the 4 was such an amazing phone. Yes. And and the G5 was just like such a letdown. And, yeah. you know, and it shouldn't have been because in added the wide angle camera, which we've all come to love, mm -hmm. you know, it added the, you know, some, an optional hi-fi quad DAC. Yeah. Uh, it, it had some good ideas there, but it just was so poorly executed. And, and this is kind of, I've always said that LG kind of has a TikTok approach to years of phones. You know, tick is the good year, talk is the bad year. And I think yep. this year was with G6 and V30 was definitely tick. So Absolutely. I'm actually kind of not holding my breath for the G7, the V40 too much next year. Cause I have mm -hmm. a feeling it's going to be hard to beat that, what they did this year. Exactly. Sure, exactly. they can throw a Snapdragon 845 in there. Sure, they can, you know, have, uh, you know, gradual improvement in every regard. Every, yeah. I have a feeling that LG is going to re stay relevant for us next year because I think they're going to be one of the last to include headphone jacks. Oh, that's so... That's, that's I, I hate to tell you, but it's true. Like, I, yeah. I, as an audiophile, this bugs me to no end, but it's the reality we live in. Um, I... Well, I will call it now, and if I am wrong, I will eat my words at MWC, but I'm saying it now, the Galaxy S9 will not have a headphone jack. Oh. And we will feel so betrayed by oh. Samsung, all of us, we will be really mad. Oh. But I just don't see them keeping it. You know, yeah. when, when, when Google, like I think Google was a turning point. Yeah. HTC didn't matter. You know, and HTC made a mistake, in my opinion, because they have traditionally have had so many good sounding audio centric phones or, or good audio on general phones mm -hmm. that they kind of, you know, they just completely screwed this up. But that's, you know, the rest of the, the U11 is a great phone. But I, yeah. I think that's that's something they screwed up uh, considering their past. Yes. LG, I think, understands that audio, they, they've been consistently pushing audio on their phones for a few years now. And I think they have, they, I, hopefully they'll understand this is the only edge they have left, really, right? <laughs> and so they'll, they'll cultivate it. But I think, um, I think Samsung is going to do, is going to pull it on us. They're going to say, you know what? Um, you know, it could go either way at this point, I think. You know, uh, they might keep it. If they keep it, it's just to compete with, with iPhone, you know, Apple. We just to stick it to Apple for another year, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like if they want to make an even more full screen phone oh. that they go, you know, let's, uh, we need to cut something out and this is have to, this is going to have to go. And I hate to say that, but, you know, I think this is a reality we live in. And I hate Apple for starting it. And I hate oh, Google yeah. for, like, doing a 180 this year. And, you know, after making fun of Apple last year with a Pixel, yep. Pixel XL. And then this year, ha-ha, look at you suckers, no headphone jack for you. 
And I don't know if you heard my podcast last week with David, but a shit ton of issues with their adapter and not just their adapter, any adapter on that phone. Uh, Half time not working, cutting out in the middle of phone calls. I have actually given up and I'm using an LG headset, um, like an overhead uh, Bluetooth headphone uh, that I got for free at one of the many LG, you know, gifts giving sessions mm-hmm. um, uh, with Bluetooth because I, I I use a headset for my business calls and it used to always be a wired headset, but I've had a few really frustrating business calls where my Pixel XL and I tried also other adapters, not just the Pixel XL, but my 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 adapters would conk out in the middle of the call. Oh. Um, and then I'm, you know, my clients are like, you know, can't you just like get the basics right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It makes you look so unprofessional. Uh, anyway. So, so, wait, so what, what's your runner up then? My runner up, uh, you know, it's a tough call. It's a, it's kind of like a toss for me. Okay. Uh, between the V30. Okay. And the Galaxy Note 8. Okay. You know, but my winner, let's go there because it's been eight minutes. They're all like on the edge of their seats by now. My winner is the Pixel 2 XL. And you're going to say, Miriam, but why? Well, look, it's the camera. Okay. I can live with the issues with the with the display that have kind of mostly been resolved now because it's really just a V30 display. And with the proper calibration, it's fine. I can live. I don't know. I can't live with lack of headphone jack. It drives me nuts. But the reality is it is a Google phone. It is the purest fastest yes i mean honestly for the battery size it's the best battery life on an android phone for that battery size mm-hmm. it is the fastest android phone in my opinion i think it's faster than the iphone 10 um Ooh. i think it's it's just the package it's just the fact that i'm getting the updates it's just the fact that it's just this delightful wholly integrated google experience that mm-hmm. i have to say pushes me over the edge and the ai it's not just the camera ai which i i could go on about the camera but there's anybody who argues that the pixel 2 xl is the best camera is is is, is and disagrees is wrong because exactly it, on paper it it's not the best. best camera there's no like the v30 i think hardware wise is a better camera and it's very well tuned but mm-hmm. i think google has just pushed it to the next level with their ai i take photos of yeah. that phone and i just get blown away every freaking time i'm like and it keeps getting better because they update the ai parameters over mm-hmm. the air it's crazy and i can't wait for the pixel 2 app uh camera app to get extracted by some yeah. uh you know ingenious hacker out there and put as an apk for us to download to run on other 835 devices the reality is it was a tough decision to say the Pixel 2 XL is the best phone of 2017 because I really wanted the V30 to be it. Mm-hmm. But and then the more I think about it, you know, if I take away the things that I'm excited about, which is imaging and audio, I know look at the whole package. You know, the Galaxy the Galaxy Note 8 is super Note compelling, 8. and and the yes. reason I think it's number two is because first of all, it's a you know it's a more popular phone, right? Secondly, mm-hmm. it has. A really great camera system. It has a headphone jack that sounds good. Yeah. It's not as good as a V30, right? But for most people, downgrading in a way for for the display, for example, to a V30 from a Note 8 doesn't make sense because they're not audiophiles and yeah. they're going to get a good camera experience no matter what. I think the reason to get the V30 is if you want the wide-angle lens or if you're an audiophile, right? Or if you want a slightly smaller phone, that mm-hmm. would be my number. Then then it'd be number my number two spot. But for 
just the display alone i think the note 8 is the best it's display best, yeah. in the industry and blow every time i see it even after coming from my pixel 2 xl i'm like holy mm -hmm. crap it's it's such it's... an improvement over the 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 v30 and the pixel 2 xl display it's it's unbeatable right that's why they're the market leaders with uh amlet panels right iphone yeah. 10 right yeah, of course. And you know they put that 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 really gorgeous. I actually think the Pixel 2 has a as a gorgeous display. It's up there, mm -hmm. you know. But I can't do a phone yeah. with that that small with that many bezels. I'm done with bezels. Yeah. I just want to say it. I've said it before, but I am completely done with phones with bezels. Like any phone that comes to me now that has bezels yeah. is going to get docked points for that. <laughs> just as any phone that comes to me without a headphone jack is going to get docked points. You know, just want to make that clear. So that's number one. What's your runner-up for number one? Um, my runner-up is uh, almost like you. Uh, I actually went with the Galaxy S8. To me, that kind of started the trend this year with the all, you know, big screen, full package, great all-around performer. Uh, yes, it was the beginning of the year, but even now, when I look back at you know what we saw at the beginning of the year and what we have now, it really started a lot of things. Um, and for Samsung, they're coming off of the uh, Note Seven. You know, just a few months, you know, in the fall, and the S8 was just, uh, you know, a, a time for them to actually really make an impression. I would have picked the Note 8, but the Note 8 to me, I don't know, they they went it's too big. Caution. No, 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 not even that. To me, comparing it to the Note 7, um, they they were obviously very cautious about releasing this phone. It to me, it didn't have quite as a compelling package that the Note 7 had over the Note 5 before. So um, it, to me, it just, it was basically, yes, you know, the Galaxy S8 had many of the same qualities. Uh, you just had the, of course, bigger screen. You have also the uh, the stylus, the S Pen. But uh, to me, just the S8, just, just I don't know. It's it's a beautiful phone still, and it works pretty, pretty great. No, I agree with you 100%. I think the S8 and S8 Plus are, you know, probably runners, runners up to the Note 2, right? I, I, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Note 8. I think the, the thing about the S8 particularly to me is that if you want a small phone yes. that is packed that to the is. gills with tech, yeah. this is the one to get. Um, you know, uh, they, there is, we can talk about that, like, this is not a category this today, but I want to mention, to honorable mentions of small phones that rock the world. Galaxy S8, yep. probably the best small phone. Um, I hate to say this, but I think the, the the iPhone X is a great small phone. And I don't say to, I hate to say this because I think it's not the smallest iPhone, right? Obviously, no. yeah. uh, the, I think the iPhone eight is very close in performance and smaller. So, but it, to me, again, the edge to edge has to yeah, happen. Yeah, screen so, to body ratio, right? So, to me, it's a Galaxy S eight. Um, good honorable mention to the iPhone ten there. But I think the other one that nobody's that's completely being overlooked that I think feels amazing in hand as has the best form factor is the essential phone oh yes oh how can we forget about the essential phone yeah right. you're absolutely correct yeah yeah stunning design so, like so uh, i would say you know to summarize so far you know because we talked about a few for me number one pixel 2 xl number two it's a toss between v30 and note 8 and i think if I had a category that said best big phone, I would say I would give the V30 the spot number two, mm -hmm. and then I'd put the Note 8 and best big phone. But since I don't have that category, it's going to be Note 8. Now, number, and, and if I, I don't have the category of best, uh, you know, small phone or best uh, hand design in hand, but that would come to, to one of those three phones, the, the, the S8 regular, the iPhone X or the Essential. And I think the Essential would win that category because honestly, if you haven't held an Essential phone, 
you need to do yourself a yeah. favor and do it because it's, it's wow it's different it's different it's very different from you know everything else out there you look at the design the aesthetics um even the materials uh when i held it i was like wow this phone feels pretty solid and you saw that you know the uh, the all screen form factor it's just beautiful yeah, and for me, it was one of those phones that I didn't get right away. It took me two or three months to get it. And, you know, with all the bad press it got, and mm -hmm. it was really expensive, and the camera had issues and needed updates and all that. And I was kind of like, yeah, when I get it, it's going to be disappointing. And I was blown away. I got it, and I was mm -hmm. like, holy crap, this phone is brilliant. Yeah. Except, of course, for the camera the issues camera. and the lack the of headphone jack. <laughs> but the camera was really remedied quickly. They improved it yeah. a lot in the time I had it, even. And then, furthermore... They, um, the, the Pixel 1 camera APK that you can get on XDA forums or on APK mirror, I can't remember where, but you can download the, uh, Pixel 1, uh, camera and install it on the, on the essential and magically mm -hmm. it becomes decent. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not the case for all the phones you can install that app with. So I just want you to know the essential gets saved by that app. And more importantly, it has one of the best headphone, um, USB-C to 3.5 millimeter digital active adapters uh, included mm -hmm. in a phone. Yep. I use it with my Pixel all the time for music listening and it's brilliant. Absolutely sounds, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not quite in the same league as a V30, but it's close, yeah. which is really impressive. Yeah. So, what you, let's recap yours. Uh, for me, it was number one, V30. Mm -hmm. uh, my runner up was the S8, just, it's just uh, and what's yeah. your number two uh uh well yeah the s8 the s8 was my okay number two. so that's your number two yeah. okay yeah. got it so now there are two categories that i'm personally interested in and uh, and i want to uh kind of define on this show and that's photography mm -hmm. and uh and audio mm -hmm. <laughs> right and so those you kind of kind of guess what's going to happen here again right it's um, yeah we pretty much said already <laughs> well kind of yeah but i wanted to, i want your take on that because it's a tough one like i yeah look i'll be uh, let's get it out the door i mean for me it comes down again to the top two that i picked uh, pixel 2 xl or v30 yep. for camera exactly. and for audio I totally agree. It, for audio it's again uh, it's, it's a little different for audio i'll talk about that uh in a second but i think you can pick either the v30 or pixel 2 xl and, and consider them the best camera because mm -hmm. The Pixel 2 XL is definitely the best camera for just pushing the button and getting incredible pictures. Mm -hmm. But if you you don't have manual controls natively, um, and you know the third-party software doesn't do it justice, I think. So, you know, if you want to tweak things, especially if like you you're in, into yeah. video and you want to connect like an anal, you know, a lav mic, or uh, because of the uh, the awesome headphone jack includes mic input, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to connect a lav mic, if you want to do manual controls on that video, the V30 wins, the V30. you know, and, and it's so good. You know, if you manually adjust the V30 uh, for photography, you can get indistinguishable results from the from the Pixel 2 XL. Mm -hmm. But it does take some tweaking, but that's half the fun too, right? So, yeah. so it's a toss. I think that because I gave the Note 8 number two and i gave the pixel 2 xl number one i'm going to be controversial and say that my favorite camera phone of the year is the v30 wow wow that's sh that's shocking <laughs> well because as i said i'm not the average user right like for me i don't mind i don't mind yeah. tweaking things yeah so you know honorable mentions go to the iphone 10 of yes. course the pixel 2 xl the the s8 s8 plus note 8 um the g6 
although the V30 kind of eclipses it really exactly yeah Um, so that's it for me I mean I have to pick something and I gotta give the V30 some love Mm -hmm. somewhere so it's a toss between the Pixel 2 XL and the V30 for me I I can't decide and I think I'm just gonna pick the V30 because I already picked the Pixel 2 XL there you go okay Ah. that works what about you uh, for me, I guess uh, it's going to be the Pixel 2 XL. Uh, <laughs> yes. Obviously, it's the best. Cam- when when I think of just still shot photography, it's no other phone can match the type of quality it produces. It's just, it's as you said, it's it's instant, it's quick, and you don't have to worry about anything. You'll take beautiful photos, whether you're an amateur or a professional. It gets the job done. Um, now, for as far as still shot with the V30, I'm not quite as convinced. I know you could tweak it. Yes, you could use the manual controls. That's great. Um, but my runner-up would probably... For, for still shots, would probably be the iPhone 10. It, it kind okay. of almost similarly uh, parallels the uh, Pixel 2 XL. Um, and of course, when it comes to video recording, for me, it's going to be the V30. There's there's no question about that. Um, honorable net mention, I would probably go with the uh, Huawei, Huawei uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, the Mate, Mate 10 Pro. Pro. Yeah, Mate 10 Pro. That's yeah, fine. you know, um, that would be my runner-up for photography, I think, because I, again, I think the XL2 and the V30 to me are kind of like, in on the same level for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think as a second, a solid second choice that's good at both auto mode and ma- has all the manual tweaks yeah. and has this really great creative camera. And I think that's part of the reason I pick, I pick the V30 over the Pixel 2 is because the wide angle camera makes, lets yes. you be so creative. Yeah. Um, and the monochrome sensor on the uh, P10 Pro lets you be so creative. I would say the P10 Pro is my runner-up for best camera phone of two thousand. P10 Pro or the the Mate 10 Pro? Sorry, not P10. Mate 10, Mate 10 Pro. Okay. The Sorry. latest phone from Huawei. Yeah, no, no I don't okay. mean the P10. The P10 is the a P10 good phone. Great. P10 yeah. Plus is a good phone. Yeah. But that f over 1.6 on the Mate 10 Pro... Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the F of a 1.6 on on the V30. The bokeh, natural bokeh, you don't need you almost don't need a, a portrait mode to take po- you know, really great portraits, you know? Yep, yep. It's amazing. Like I've done I've done portraits with the V30 where people are looked at them and said, "Wait, is that portrait mode?" I'm like, "Nope. nope. <laughs> That's F1.6, baby." <laughs> nice. Close up. Nice. Yeah, close up, of course. Yeah, I mean, so your runner up is a Mate 10 Pro as well. Yeah, I'd probably put it up there as well. Yeah. Okay. I I, I want to say that the Mate 10 Pro is in my top three. So, I guess four now because the V30 yeah, is in my yeah. top three as well. So you know, it, it's it's one of the best kind of like that kind of came late in the year. I mean, yeah. I've only been using it for really about two and a half weeks, and I'm blown away with that phone overall. Like, it's just really good. Like, it's yeah. good in every way. Lack of headphone jack aside, of course, and. Yes. You can always get the 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 Mate 10 the regular Mate 10, same, if you want yeah, headphone jack, same, but then yeah. you lose you lose waterproofing and the phone is a little bulkier. So yeah, uh, although it does have a slightly better screen, it does have a slightly wise, better screen. Just, but I think for me, eighteen nine eighteen nine is the way to go. Like I okay. I can't. Yeah. It's, too, it's just weird to do sixteen nine with no bezels. It, mm. Anyway, um, so now let's talk about the next category, and that's audio. And I'm, I've only basically, you know, there's one more category after this, but um, what is your favorite audio phone? I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? That Yeah, the V30, number one. Um, number two is a tough one, a r- runner-up, but the V30 for all the obvious reasons, the DAC. Um, headphone jack, obviously. Uh, that's pretty convenient for me. Um, and as far as, I guess, a runner-up, I had to really think about this one. Uh, <laughs> 
it's well, think tough. about it if you don't know. <laughs> you know, it's cool. I, um, you know, I'd probably, I don't know why, maybe the G6 in a way too, uh, but just because it's almost, you know, almost similar to the v, V30. Of course, the V30 made all the improvements in that area, um, and specifically, you know, uh, you know, made for for audio files. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, it's it's really tough for me to think of best audio phones. Well. So I'll I'll throw one your way here. Uh, my favorite is V30. Uh, yep. You knew that was coming because yep. because of that built-in headphone jack with the quad hi-fi quad jack. It's one thing to have good audio on a headphone jack through a dongle. It's another thing when it's built in. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know um, my runner-up is the Razer phone, and. It's primarily because, you know, people are thinking, oh, it's because the speakers are awesome. And yes, the piece of speakers are awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I want to give the caveat that, uh, <clears throat> cough, a uh, Razer PR, I still don't have one, but <laughs> I've played with it enough to make a judgment. Um, two things that are exciting to me are the speakers, of course, but that's not why I decided that it would be stereo up. or no, no, it's no, no, dual fry. The dongle that comes in oh, the box. Gotcha, it's a 24 bit. Gotcha super high quality dock nice. and amp in their in their provided dongle wow. if you have to buy if you need a USB-C to 3.5 millimeter dongle and you want the best one That's on the market the today it's the razor phones so there you go wow. okay i did not know actually i have not spent any time with the razor phone so i can't so, say yeah, you're, not you're the same boat as me my time is mostly being you know playing with uh, joshua vergara's and and yeah. uh other people's um I think Michael Fisher lent me his for a few minutes and, and I, I listened to it and stuff. It was really impressive. Um, it's a big phone though. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Some people mm-hmm. are going to find it unwieldy. Um, I, if I had another runner up, um, if, if I just look at speakers, you know, I would say the Enter. Pixel 2, not the XL, the 2. Okay. Um, it's a little louder than the Pixel 2 XL, a little fuller at okay. higher volumes in particular. And it's a really, really impressive speaker system. But again, you know, it doesn't have a headphone jack, so that kind yeah, of balances kind of, it out, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, cool. So now let's talk about uh, best bang for the buck phone. And and I want to. I don't want to say budget because that's not what I'm aiming for here. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to say affordable uh, because that's not necessarily the case. I could say I want could tell your, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I want kind of like your opinion on what is the phone that you feel that gives you the most for the money. So it's not the least that costs the least yeah. and is still good because that would be the Moto E4, right? Like honestly, yep. if you're going to want the cheapest best phone of the year, That's like it's the Moto bucks. E4 for 80 bucks on Verizon. Yeah, There's absolutely exactly, nothing yeah. that can touch that phone. But I'm talking about what is the best phone that you feel like no matter how much you spend on it, mm-hmm. you're getting the best value. You know so, what? Well, I, I, I guess a lot of people will share the same sentiments. The uh, OnePlus 5T. Yeah. Um, for, for all the obvious reasons, high-end phone, Snapdragon 835. It has that 18 by 9 screen aspect ratio, dual dual uh, dual cameras in the back. Uh, does it have a headphone jack? I can't remember now. Did it have a headphone The jack? OnePlus 5T does have a headphone jack. It, and it sounds decent. Go. It's like the Snapdragon 835 codec, so it's actually pretty solid, but not okay. like we're not talking V30 here. 
Yeah. So you, you look at all those qualities, um, you know, all that hardware, and you look at like the S8, the Note 8, the, even the V30, the Pixel 2 XL, where they're priced, even the iPhone 10, and you look at what you know OnePlus has done with the 5T, uh, it's, it's definitely most bang for the buck. You're getting a, a, a very well-rounded phone, up-to-date hardware, uh, and for pretty much a fraction of the price you're paying for all the uh, top, you know, top-tiered phones out there. So for me, OnePlus 5T. Okay. That's my runner-up. Oh, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't want to say that. Look, it's, it's a tough one because I think that for a person like me and like you, of course, we'd get the OnePlus 5T mm -hmm. because Snapdragon 835, 8 gigs of RAM, blah, 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 all the goodness. But I think there's an ever, even better value proposition out there oh, now you're making that's me kind of it. flying under the radar. And it's a different price point altogether. Uh, and I would like to cast everyone's eyes towards the Honor 7X. Oh, okay. I have right used this phone. Table. Yeah, I've used this phone for two and a half weeks now. And I have to tell you, it blows me away. Every time I use it, I'm like, seriously, this is $200. Are you kidding That's me? True, yeah. And I tell you why it is. Um, when I first got it, I was like, okay, so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a 6X from last year with a better mm -hmm. process, like an updated processor because it's a new year and, you know, uh, a slightly improved camera system. It's just basically a pretty package, you know, a, a, an edge to edge 18.9 version of the 6X. Mm -hmm. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, the 6X was okay. But it quickly lost its luster as the year went by, right? When you saw phones like the Moto G5, yep. um, G5 Plus particularly, when you saw phones like, um, you know, uh, well, a bunch of Motos basically come to mind all of a sudden. But, but you know, the, it's just like it, it just lost its luster really fast. And maybe the 7X will as well. But what blows me away with 7X is... Yeah, the display is meh of, you know, yeah, little price say. points to meet, <laughs> but it's, it is edge to edge. It is 189. Yeah. And if you can calibrate the display, I think it's a calibration issue. They need to tweak calibration a little bit. It, it, the colors are a little washed out, but I think it's by yeah. design. I think it, it's just not, it's because they're trying oh, to get as much brightness as they can in daylight. As I've mm -hmm. noticed that when you crank it down, it looks much better. So I think that's what it is. Uh, but the camera is surprisingly good for its price. It's better than the, in my opinion, than the OnePlus 5T's camera. Okay. And I tell you this because if you haven't played with it enough, I, I urge you to pull it out and spend a day or two taking photos around New York with it because you'll be pleasantly surprised. A lot of the software tricks that Huawei has put in the Mate 10 Pro exist yeah, okay. on the 7X. Yeah. So forget the fact that it's two cameras because the one is two megapixels. It's only there for assisting with portraits. It's completely useless. But the... Like they have an auto HDR mode, uh, just so you know, by the way, and I don't know if you heard this on the podcast last week, David and I discussed this, but I, I talked to Hawaii exec last, uh, when I was in Hawaii, uh, and they, about the Mate 10 Pro and the 7X and about the imaging, because I said, I'm really frustrated you don't have an auto HDR mode. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, we don't have a setting for it, but it's there. If you're in auto mode, it does auto HDR. And I was like, oh, really? And so I put it to the test. Mm -hmm. side by side with other phones that clearly have an auto HDR setting. And yep, sure enough, yes. it has an auto HDR setting nice. that actually works really well. And and I found a lot of sets when I compared the two, the Mate 10 Pro and the 7X, a lot side by side. And I found that in terms of imaging result, there were a lot of similarities. In low light, of course, it does fall apart a little, yeah. but not like as bad as the OnePlus, the OnePlus 5T does, 5, yeah. okay? So to me, that's why I'm giving it high marks. It has a headphone jack. Um, it has a mid-range processor, but it actually 
is um it feels fast every day you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. kind of like uh, the the, the Snapdragon 600 series, right? Like they're mm -hmm. perfectly adequate yeah. for everyday use. It's only when you start to do gaming that you start noticing some some kind of like wah 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 sad trombone. But um, that's what surprises me. And then on top of that, it's 199, and it's an all metal and glass phone. Nice, 200 bucks. Yeah, one as headphone jack. As <laughs> headphone jack. So the, the the negatives for me are. And I'll be really, really upfront with that. And I already told Huawei is no NFC. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, oh, wow, no NFC. Yeah, well, honestly, <laughs> like the 5X and the 6X didn't have NFC, you know, because uh, so they want to save a little money. And, you know, they feel that the, the, in, that, in that segment, nobody cares about Android Pay. So they have a fingerprint reader in the back, which is awesome. Yes. And it's fast. It's the same, you know, uh, standard issue Huawei Honor super fast fingerprint reader. But, yeah. No, yeah, two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's even fraction of one plus five T. C. Yeah, so that if you want NFC, I say one plus five T. That's what's my runner up. Look, I love one plus, okay? But they mm -hmm. they they screwed up that camera and they screwed up the camera on the five and they screwed up the camera on the three T and then on the three. And it's like they really gotta get it together. Like, you know, and the thing that I think it is, and it's, it's the thing that bothers me is they don't have the in-house expertise. I totally get that. Nobody does. I mean, think mm -hmm. LG, Apple, Samsung, even HTC, they've been doing this for years. Yeah. It's gonna take time before. OnePlus acquires that expertise. I get it. But here's the thing. They're partners with Qualcomm. Qualcomm has incredible imaging expertise and is willing to fine-tune their camera for them. But I think it's an extra cost and they're not willing to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's probably one of the, uh, I guess, the sore points about the handset. Like, everything about it's great, but except when you look at the camera. Even, you know, they tout the portrait mode. But it's the fourth it's, phone in yeah. a row where we're seeing that. Yeah. It's, and my point is the fourth phone in a row where Qualcomm was willing to offer them some pretty awesome expertise in fine-tuning the camera for them. Mm -hmm. So, ugh. <laughs> you know, it's like, come I on. I guess they want to keep the money. I don't Spend know. <laughs> the extra money, guys. It's worth it. Like, you'd get better reviews. And here's the other thing is, you know, I thought, ah, you know, like with the Essential phone, I was like, okay, I'm just going to install the Pixel 1 camera app mm -hmm. on the OnePlus 5 and OnePlus 5T and call mm -hmm. it a day. <laughs> Unfortunately, I get mixed results. Sometimes oh, yeah. the photos are better than what uh, comes out of the stock camera. And sometimes the stock camera surprises me. Wow. So okay. I don't know. I think, I think that they are... I've also noticed that with software updates, you know, originally the, the second cam was really only there for ultra low light, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And for portrait mode. But I've noticed that they're, as they're tweaking it, they are now using the secondary camera uh, for dynamic range stuff as well. Okay. I'm getting better HDR results with the stock camera on the OnePlus 5 in, in normal light than I am with the Pixel 1 camera. And as you know, the Pixel 1 camera does awesome. HDR yeah. really, really well. Yeah. So I think there is some, some computational thing going on there. Um, but okay, so that's my, my, my budget pick 7 um 7x honor um my next you know runner-up is oneplus 5t if you know i said uh, we, we said it in passing but i think the mm. the moto e4 at 80 bucks that's killer yeah wow i mean i it's not good enough for me to live with day to day but wow okay um i mean it's actually almost good enough like if i was you know almost had zero money and I couldn't really afford to, you know, eat every day and I needed a phone. 
I'm I'm joking, but it's a lot. It's a predicament a lot of Americans are in in this current economy. I would buy the Moto E4 and live with it and be perfectly happy. I wouldn't feel like I'm really slumming it down in the ten dollar LG Walmart special. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, although you know there is room for a ten dollar phone. Don't get me wrong. I mean, accessing being able to go to a public library with a ten dollar phone that you don't have self-service on go to their wi-fi and still have a full web browser on android chrome yeah. to access the internet come on for 10 bucks, 10 bucks you that is eat. that is revolutionary that is power to the people that is information in mm -hmm. your hand you know and i and i applaud that but i, I it's gonna be slow and painful whereas <laughs> with the e with the e4 you'll be perfectly fine using chrome on wi-fi so there you go nice all right Whew. okay so let's recap my number one is the Pixel 2 XL. Runner-up is the Note 8. Mm -hmm. uh, my number, my best camera phone is the V30 Pixel 2 XL tie. Uh, runner-up. What did I decide for the run? Did I even pick a runner-up for camera? Best camera? Uh, I can't remember said now. The Mate, Mate 10 Pro? The Mate 10 Pro. Thank you. Yeah. Then audio was V30 with a Razer phone as a runner-up. And then we had uh, the most, uh, you know, the, the best bang for your buck phone was the Honor 7X and runner-up was the OnePlus 5T. What? Do you want to recap yours real quick? Uh, yeah. Uh, best overall phone for me was the V30. Runner-up was the Pixel 2. Oh, no, wait. No. Runner-up was the S8. I'm getting it mixed up here. That's Camera, right. um, Pixel 2 XL, bar none. Uh, runner-up, uh, what I say? Uh, iPhone 10? iPhone 10, yeah. Uh, best audio V30. That's obvious. Secondary runner-up is the what I choose at. I think I said or maybe I didn't pick one. Uh, and best phone for the money OnePlus 5T, followed by the uh, gosh, what was my runner-up? I don't think you picked one. I didn't pick one. OnePlus 5T, and maybe I didn't. <laughs> just pick one now i guess i guess uh, the well i'd say the essential in a way but... yeah the essential is good bang for your buck i yeah. actually agree especially with now <laughs> yeah totally i mean but that's the thing it's artificial right like that's yeah. the thing that bugs me is that you know that phone is worth way more than 400 dollars. yeah so when everybody says well go buy an essential because it's only 400 i say of course you do because it's a great phone for the money but that's completely created on purpose like they are yeah. losing money on these and it's just because they have really big investors that they and they probably working on Gen Two, that they're able to do this because they don't want to lose face, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't blame them; it's a good strategy. I'm just saying, like, let's not kid ourselves that the essential should not be four hundred dollars. It's not; it's it's made of titanium and exactly, ceramic, guys. Yeah, it's okay. Feels, yeah. So okay, honorable mentions for the year. Um, HTC. We haven't talked much about. Yeah. I like the U11 a lot. Oh. If I could get my hands on the U11 Plus, I think I'd be on board. That almost became the Pixel 2 XL. But the thing that vexes me the most, and you can read my U11 review on ChipChick, right? My The U11 is a phenomenal phone in every regards, but it missed the boat on the ultra-wide uh, bezel-less craze, mm -hmm. which at the time was kind of critical. And and it finally remedied that with the 11 plus mm -hmm. but the and the camera is phenomenal it's really good it's up there with the the best but wow. it's it's not quite obviously as good the px the pixel 2 xl just blew everybody out of the water there um and then the other thing about the 11 that really really pisses me off is is the lack of headphone jack and especially coming yeah. from htc they can't really they have such a small market share nowadays mm -hmm. that you know this whole use we're entrenching ourselves in usonic is really bs and 
you could have done that and still have a headphone jack. You could have still shipped USonic headphones with USB-C plug in the box Inbox. and still had a freaking headphone jack. Nothing stopped that. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing is the dongle that's included for adapting USB-C to 3.5 millimeter that comes with the U11 is the worst sounding dongle of all of the ones I've tried. It's bad. It's like I cannot listen to it bad. So when I listen to my U11, I use the Essential dongle or the Pixel 2 Tourism. dongle. The Pixel 2 dongle is very average. Um, and by that, I mean, for me, average meaning for most people being going to be perfectly awesome. Um, the the Essential is, is a good one. It's on the better side of things. Like if I gave the V30 100% in output, you know, I would give the Essential like an 85 and I'd give the, the, uh, the, the Pixel 2 dongle, uh, uh, I don't know, an 80 and a 75. And I'd give like the HTC U11 dongle like a 45. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's that bad. Oh, um, it's bad. It is a bad scene. Uh, so, yeah, just be aware of that. So what are your um, thoughts on like, uh, speaking to you, because we we're talking about HTC, like to me, I didn't get a chance, a whole lot of chance to actually check out their phones. And obviously, yeah, like you said, they're a small player nowadays, which is, you know, unfortunate coming from where they've been. Um, but the other, I guess, standout player for me this year was BlackBerry, Alcatel. Oh, my God. I I'm they... glad you brought it up because it's been a while now. But I think the um, the key one was a phenomenal yeah. phone. I love the key one. Yeah. TCL. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we have our good friend Brad Mullen working at PRTCL nowadays. Oh, nice. This is exciting. You know, I used to work with Brad at Engadget. He he was kind of like my right hand man for many years. Um, and it's good to see him uh, landing in such a cool gig. Um, so of course, it also means I'm going to get all the TCL phones all the time. <laughs> no, ju I'm joking. You hear that, Brad? <laughs> Brad, no, no, no pressure. I don't want you to feel pressure. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. The key one. Have you played with the the one without the this, the the keyboard? Like they came no. out with another one recently. Yeah, was it the Motion BlackBerry Motion? BlackBerry Motion, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's just the all all screen form factor. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, you know, I actually didn't spend too much time either with the key one. But based on everyone's feedback, it's like one of those underrated phones too. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's a mid-ranger, but it's a solid mid-ranger. It's like, you know, they really focus on the things BlackBerry users really want. The keyboard is a very cool, is very interesting and different um, and well done, most importantly. Um, the camera is okay. It's, it's mm -hmm. decent. It's fine. It, it, it holds its own. Uh, headphone jack, of course. Uh, it does have um, a decent display for its size, a little on the small side. But um, the best is the performance, uh, Snapdragon yeah, 635, 635 uh, yep, 20, yep. 25, sorry. Uh, and, and it has a, a really good battery life because it's got a massive battery, which, you know, BlackBerry users, again, value that. And and so, you know, for people like us who are kind of marathoners and using our phones, it's... And and it's been and you know especially if you like hardware keyboards it's been a great phone to have yeah. around. For yeah. me, the, the the phone that missed the mark the most this year, um, you know, I would have said essential, but they redeemed themselves by improving the camera, lowering okay. the price, and more importantly, because the Pixel One camera kind of saves the day. I can't say that anymore, and I love the design. It turns out finally, I when I got one, I was like, okay, wow, this phone, wow. Uh, but. It's the it's the Moto Z2 Force. Wow, we we I was reading your mind. I was going to say it has to be Moto. Yeah, and I mean it's funny, right? Because we've yeah. I've, I've just sung the praises of the E4. I've just sung the praises of the G5 Plus. Yeah. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite mid-range phones in terms of like feels like a freaking rock star premium phone was the X4. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. You know the Moto X4 with Android One? So it's not Moto, right, guys? <laughs> oh, the Z2 Play. Phenomenal. I love the Play. Oh, yeah, the Z2 Play. Yeah. The Z2 Play is great. Yeah. Yep, yep. But oh my God, the Z2 Force. What a letdown. That camera. Oh. And the lack of headphone jack and the plastic screen that scratches when you just, you know, just yep. looking at it. 18 um, by 9. Not even 18 by 9. Not so. 18 by 9. Yep. And you know how people are like, well, they can't do 18 by 9. Where would they put the fingerprint reader with the Moto Mods? I'm like, come on. Have you looked at a Razer phone? Have you looked at an Xbit phone? Have you looked at, what's the latest phone that I have? The Axon M. Have you looked at the Sony phones? They oh, all the have fingerprint readers yes. on the power button on the side of the phone. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. There's no excuse. That's true. And I'm hoping that this year with the, uh, you know, rumors that we're going to see a phone at CS, probably from Vivo, with a fingerprint reader embedded in the screen for the first time, we're going to see potentially a Moto phone with a fingerprint reader embedded in the screen that is Moto Mod compatible and has 18 by 9 aspect ratio. But I'm completely guessing, right? Well, we can always hope. (laughs) Yeah. So... I mean, back to the Z2 Force, though. I mean, yeah, sure, the screen is shatterproof. It's awesome. But yeah, because yeah. of the shatterproofness, it's thicker. It's, yeah, it's subdued. It just doesn't look It's subdued, as and yeah. it scratches. As I said, it scratches just looking at it. Like, mine has so many scratches, and I'm careful. It's just being in my pockets. It's insane how fast it scratches. And, you know, sure, put a, you know, D-brand screen thing on it, whatever. Ah, shout out to oh. D-brand. Um, but, I mean... <sighs> You know, I don't think that helps. Like, I think, yeah, I think that makes it worse. And then, you know, the camera underperforms. The only thing you're basically benefiting from picking the Z2 Force over the Z2 Play is the Snapdragon 835. And frankly, you're going to be let down so much by the rest that you're just yeah. not going to be happy. So I say buy the Z2 Play if you really want a motor mod phone. Better battery life is better. Yep. Headphone jack. Yep. The camera yep. is actually decent. It's f 1.7. It's yep. a pretty much the same camera module that's in the G5 Plus. Water resistance which, you know, What's that? Was it water resistant as well? No, none no, of the okay. Moto Mod phones are water resistant. Uh, and that's another thing that I hope they can address somehow. Uh, the X4 was water resistant. I don't think the G5 Plus yeah. is water resistant. Trying to hmm. think. Oh my God. All these specs yeah, in my head. <laughs> computing, computing, accessing database. Please hold. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Um, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, that's the thing about our jobs is like, you know, I still remember specs from some Nokia phones from 2005. It's like ridiculous. I'm like that. That's why people love it. Um, But yeah, I mean, what is, you know, what are your like, you know, hits and misses? You know, we've talked about the hits, obviously, but any, any things that stands out for you that you feel like, uh, you know, don't remind me of that. I mean, obviously the, the Moto Z2 Force. Yeah, the Moto Z2 Force. Um, try and think here uh i want to kind of say the note 8 but <laughs> obviously it's <laughs> not it's, it's a great phone but to me it was, uh, it was kind of right. yeah it was uh, it was underwhelming you underwhelming. know and I, I i get why why it's why it's the way it is um especially after the last year to, to uh, me but, I, I agree that it's underwhelming but i also feel that it's the most tech packed in a phone ever yes so that's kind of why it's like okay hmm yeah i don't think uh, i'd rock it as my daily it's too big no, no, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. You you mentioned the uh, ZTE Axon M. That was an interesting huh. phone. Um, and that kind of I don't know. To me, that 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 was just overpriced. 
almost novel in a way as well. Um, you know, if they really fine tune the the experience more for multitasking, I think it would have been slightly better. But when you combine the fact that it was priced just as much as let's say like a S8 and has what a Snapdragon 825 processor, 821, 821, 821. Yeah. So it's like, oh, uh, it's killing me to pay that same amount. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's not worth the money, but I think it's still an exercise, interest, an, exercise uh, an interesting exercise in design. Yes. And and in you know, again, it's it, if if Samsung did it, I think it'd be it'd be it would it would be better because they would mm -hmm. make the software actually work. You know, it would probably still take them two generations. So you got to give kudos to Axon to ZT for just making one phone. And yeah, okay, it needs a second gen version, but you kind of expect that from them, right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not convinced Samsung would have done much better. They've done better, but I don't think they would have done much better if they've done something in that form factor. So, it's very interesting. I think the biggest confusing miss for me on that phone is that the front is you know you have to hold it like a book written in Arabic to get yeah. the front of the phone, but the back cover is the front of the phone basically. Yeah. So that's a bit weird. I just wish uh, that when you held it, and regardless of what orientation, which hand, it should just it should automatically just know, right? Yeah, it because it, it knows gravity, like the yeah. accelerometer knows gravity. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I agree with you. That's weird. There's all kinds of weird design decisions in there. Um, but hey, I think it's novel. It's interesting, and it got, it entertained me for a while. That's that's kind of I have to at least. But the Z the Z two fours didn't entertain me. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw it against the wall every day, and I knew that if I did, it wouldn't break. So I was even more frustrated. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you don't like a phone, you want to throw it against something and break it. You're like, it's going to break, but the, that thing is not going to break. So, it's like, you know, the best way I can get rid of it is to just return it, right? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Like, that, that's always the option. I can't take a hammer to it because I'm going to help. I'm just joking. No, it's been a really disappointing phone. And I have to say, it does get better if you use the Pixel 1 camera. Okay, it mm -hmm. does. This is one of those like the essential where the Pixel One camera actually helps. Mm -hmm. But man, what a frustrating yeah. phone. And especially for the money. And it's just like yeah. it really feels like they didn't put any effort into that phone. <laughs> you know, they put so much effort into the Moto G five series and and, and into the X four. You yeah. can tell they really did a good job there, or the E4 even. And yet, yeah, like, then, you know, the top of the line, they're like, oh, whatever. Let's just add a second camera to this thing and whatever and then yeah. you know you know the other thing is they made they, they merged the force with a regular phone right the z and yeah, the z so, force merged together yep no more so yep. the battery life took a hit uh oh god cool i could go on yeah. um other phones that you know i, I don't want to put them in the same category as the z2 force but i'm just saying like i was a little underwhelmed when i finally got them was the mi mix 2 uh, and and uh, with a oh the mi you know, Xiaomi. okay with a ca with a caveat look the phone is gorgeous I, mm -hmm. it's beautiful as hell it's it's amazing like the the ceramic back is the one i have and it's just wow like rockstar mm -hmm. but it's still big and has still has it has more bezels than last year's mi mix mm. and and then there's the software experience which is just a mess like it's the Xiaomi skin and it's just like, oh no, oh. I just, it just doesn't make you want to use it. You remember how Huawei used to be before they reformed themselves? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's like that. And so you're kind of like, nope, 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 hashtag nope. I'm not, I'm running away like a crab sideways. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. And, but otherwise the hardware is just brilliant, you know? And it's just hard to say that because it's just, oh man, I wanted to love that phone so much. I got it at the same time as the Essential. Like they arrived the same week as yeah. review units. Oh, and, Essential. And honestly, the Essential just totally stole the show. I was like, really? You, you're the edge to edge phone I want, not yeah. the Mi Mix 2. No. I thought I was going to love the Mi Mix 2 so much. Yeah. But it, yeah, meh, okay. I mean, <laughs> the Essential has a pure Android experience. I think that just that speaks to me, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, hey, um, any news that you saw this week? I mean, no, nothing's happening. Everybody's just getting ready for CS. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't get a chance We're... to scan my my feeds to see if there was any mobile news out there. The biggest news was, I kind of mentioned it on the podcast last week, uh, very briefly with David, was uh, last week T-Mobile announced that they're going to become a a, um, a a launch a video service, and, and and by that we mean like, you know, compete with, I guess, uh, the cable companies in some way. Um, they have, yeah. And that's exciting to me because if they can disrupt that industry, I'm on board. You know, I, I don't. You know, right now I just pay for Netflix and like maybe a couple of other subscriptions a month and I watch everything, you know, either on my computer or an Apple TV on a projector. Um, and, you know, having, you know, sometimes there's some stuff I want to see uh, or my spouse wants to see that, you know, it's live or whatever and you can't find it anywhere. You yeah. have to wait or you have to, oh, I'm not subscribed to this service, so let's torrent it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just a pain. So I, I, I'd rather be able to pay for something, but I just don't want to give them the kind of money. Like my... My internet in San Francisco is you know, obviously cable. Uh, my internet here in I'm in Portland today is uh, is fiber, um, and I'm not paying for any of the the TV stuff, right? Like okay. I'm just pure internet on both, and I'm not about to because I I find it's a racket. Like I don't watch TV enough. Like you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. not a TV person. So if if you know if T-Mobile can give me a service that costs me like maybe you know thirty bucks a month for like basic stuff. And it works over IP, right? Where I can yep. use it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm in. I think the use it anywhere is going to be tricky because Did they, you, know, you mentioned price at all for for the service. No, no, or? no. It's it's just related to an acquisition they made of this other company okay. earlier that week, and I can't even remember what the other company is called. I know that the other company makes cool looking cable boxes. That's all I remember. Mm. Okay. But anyway, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, John can uh, John Ledger can uh, revolutionize mobile like he did with uh well sorry tv like he did with mobile we'll see um but that's the only news i can think of this week um anything that stands out for you any phones that you're playing with right now that you're excited about um you know what as far as daily drivers go i usually stick with the v30 and the iphone 10 Earlier in the year was the iphone se surprisingly and the mm. uh, the s8 but besides that uh, i you know, I've been mostly doing a lot of headphone stuff, and um, I don't know why, I've, I've, I've been big with VR of lately, um, especially that new uh, Star Wars one that Lenovo has. Uh, it's pretty oh, fun. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. I heard about this. I haven't tried it, though. That came out of IFA, right? Yeah, yeah. They announced it IFA, um, I think it was just released like a month ago, um, in anticipation for the movie, of course. And surprisingly, you know, for uh, for what it does, it's pretty responsive. Um, it does give you like that that Jedi battle experience. Um, but I think there are some other elements to it that I really like. Like uh, there's like this strategy game, but 
for two hundred bucks, like to me, if you're a hard, you know, hardcore Star Wars, it's fan, only two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, yeah. You get you get the lightsaber, which you know some people already say that's a collector's item. The lightsaber by itself is a collector's item. No You get the shit. headset, yeah, and you get the orb, um, and uh, yeah, two hundred bucks to me to have this and AR it's experience. A full on AR headset, right? Like, yeah, it, it's self-contained. Like you don't have to plug your phone or PC or anything, right? Okay, well, yes, you, you do have to plug in your phone. Your phone goes in there because there's a, a oh, mirror okay. that kind of, you know, angles oh, the, uh, the... I see. So that explains why they... See, I thought it was a standalone device. And I was like, you know, I couldn't figure out how it worked. I was like, wait a minute. Is this $200? That's really cheap. I thought it was like 500 bucks, and it was a standalone thing. Well, it, you know, it'll pretty much work with most phones. Uh, iPhone, pretty much most of the Android phones. So you're, you're good with that. Uh but yeah, to me, it's 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 a pretty fun toy. Very cool. Well, I should check it out. I'm gonna ping Lenovo see if I can get a review in it. Um, what else is on your radar? Any phones you're looking forward to? Um, I guess whatever's gonna be announced. Uh, you know, CES. Not really. Do you think big... we're gonna get anything at CES? Let's talk I, about that. I, I, well, I, nothing. Nothing great. Obviously, it's probably gonna be mostly mid rangers, but. I'm not expecting a whole lot because you know, you know, see, yes, it's not really. Yeah, it, it was a, a phone show. show. Uh, it never, well, it never really was a phone show, but there was a few years back was, when yeah. we got some announcement, like the yeah, the Verizon the stuff. first one of the first Xperia phones that was any good for its mm -hmm. time was announced. I think at CS 2011 or 12, I was there and I was like, whoa, Sony is pulling out the big guns at CS yeah. on a phone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the I mean, I don't, I don't LTE think phones. We're not going to get much, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, maybe that Vivo phone with a built-in fingerprint reader. Um, that's the rumors, anyway. Uh, below the glass fingerprint. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I don't go to CS for the phones. I go to CS because I think there's always some cool stuff. And yeah. um, kind of see the trends uh, for the year. And more importantly, you know, for me, it's an opportunity to, you know, help some clients and mm -hmm. uh, do some biz dev. But... Uh, you know, mostly for the podcast, it's kind of like trends and, you know, I might pick up some cool random like weird Chinese phone I've never seen before and do a hands-on or something, you know, just because. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting how uh, how CS is, is, is changed over the years, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel like, I mean, it's not for the worse, it's just evolving. And, you know, a lot more startup, a lot more foreign companies that are small companies, like this whole Eureka Park, uh, oh, Sands yeah, Expo know, yeah. thing is like a second show within the show. Exactly, you know? yeah. And I end up spending more time there, honestly, than the main show floor. Because, you know, once you've seen the Samsung and LG booth, you're kind of done you yeah. know like the car booths are cool too in in the north hall um if you're a car person like me there's cool some cool stuff there some concept cars some weird electric autonomous you know sci-fi we're gonna you know judge dread cars um you know I, st I still, <laughs> yeah i still yeah exactly i still kind of love the fact that you know there is this kind of like weird future futuristic car movement in the in the in the concept car design world out there that kind of like pie in the sky mm -hmm. it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy because you know when i was a kid you know i would read i would read like popular mechanics and like all these things that they promised me a lot of them didn't happen i'm disappointed but at the same time you know f i think as a child having hope and having dreams is what propels you forward and and as an adult, I think too. But I think as a child, it's like for me, it was anything was possible yeah. when I'd read Popular Mechanics. And I'm old, you know, I'm dating myself because this is in the 70s. Because I'm 40, in my 40, I'm 48, right? So it's like, 
I would look at this going, oh my God, flying cars, you know? And of course, we don't have that yet. But Damn it, back to the you know, we have, we have drones, right? <laughs> and, and drones have revolutionized oh, yeah. the way we do things. Um, and, you know, we have the internet and we have, you know, ATMs and we have, I mean, you know, you've probably had ATMs your whole life, but they didn't exist when I was a kid. Um, we have all kinds of things, you know, our phones are miracles of technology. People just take them for granted. It's amazing to me how people take that stuff for granted. You know, I'm look, cars are more than a hundred years old and I, I still don't take them for granted. I think cars are magnificent pieces of technology. It's amazing that you can buy a car and put so little maintenance into it and drive it for so long today and have something reliable that will take you everywhere you need to go. You know, when I, cars didn't used to be that reliable. Yeah. They used to break down a lot and uh you know today you can pretty much you can't buy a really bad car i, I don't think that's possible and same with phones you know i mean it's hard to buy a bad phone yeah you can, you can go on true, amazon yeah. and buy like those weird that weird unlock section amazon is a bit weird and crazy <laughs> and i would uh, stay away but if you stick with the big brands right now uh you know as i said moto e4 for 80 bucks um and you still get that. a pretty decent experience it's kind of like buying a toyota yaris you know it's not the best car but it'll take you from point a to point b reliably for a long time and you won't feel too frustrated um and that's what i'm talking about i think this is kind of the revolution that we're experiencing and it's a great it's a great world to live in um are you into wearables at all i mean obviously headphones but um do you, do you uh, pack anything on your wrist uh, i do like right now i have a gear gear sport gear sport. oh yeah what do you think of that yeah uh, you know, I love the, the original, uh, the Gear S2, not the, the first Gear, because that was the uh, curved display one. Uh, oh, the yeah. Gear S2 was good. I, I like the design, but you know what? When I look at, you know, all the smart watches out there and I think about who has the best functionality, uh, you know, unfortunately, like Android Wear, the Tizen, uh, it, it, it pales in comparison to what Apple's doing with uh, the Apple Watch. For sure. Uh, you know, you have dedicated apps. Um, you don't have just simple notifications. So, you know, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of got tired with the uh, approach with Android Wear and even here with Samsung. Uh, I just want to see a little bit more focus, uh, a little bit more innovation because right now, purely function like the Apple Watch is, is up there. Yeah, my, my biggest beef with the Apple Watch is it doesn't really play well with Android phones. Oh, yeah, and more importantly, the display is off by default. That I cannot deal with that. A watch to me has to show the time all the time. I need to be able to glance at it when it's sitting mm -hmm. on my desk from a distance and read the time. And I accept no substitutes. That's why I love Android Wear. And that's why I love the, the current gear line of watches, not fitness trackers. I think is a like the S3 Classic is That's my favorite right now. Uh, I think it's the the closest to a true what what a true smartwatch should be. It's crazy for me to say that because the original Gear watch was a disaster. Uh, and at the time oh, I worked yeah. at Pebble and we were like shaking our heads going, are you freaking kidding me? But look, they've iterated, they've persisted, and they've gotten to a point where I think the Gear S3 is classic, particularly is probably the best smartwatch on the market today. Uh, I wear a Huawei Watch 2 primarily because my Watch 1 has burned in big time. Uh, I think the Watch 1 was my favorite Android Wear watch of all time. But as I said, you know, two and a half years of wearing it, um, mm -hmm. it has 
completely permanent burn-in in all of the spots where the numbers were displayed. And I guess that's what Apple doesn't turn on their watch all the time. But at the same time, to me, that's what a watch should do. And I think until they can fix the burn-in issues, this watch too is probably going to have burn-in in a little while too. But again, these are review units. Um, I don't like the watch too very much. I think it's ugly. I think it's too sporty looking. I liked how classic the watch one looked. I liked that it had very bigger screen than the watch two and less mm -hmm. bezel. Um, but you know, I put a leather band actually from a Moto 360 on uh, my watch two, and nice. it actually looks more, it looks okay. more like less sporty and more like understated. You can wear it every day. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sticking with that for now, but it's mostly for notifications that that's what really got me going with smartwatches. That's kind of the reason I got so excited and worked at Pebble for a while, because mm -hmm. it's to me like, it's not the time on my wrist so much. It's more like, Hey, you know, I don't, I want to be able to filter some of the most important things and send them to my wrist. So I, mm -hmm. I don't have to pull out my phone all the time. Yeah. I can glance at something in a, at dinner without, you know, worrying that I'm, I'm missing out something that's super important, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I I pretty much wear the the gear the gear sport here mainly for mobile payments, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Samsung Pay for me is like a no brainer thing. But yeah, for me, whenever I go pay something, I try to use my my smartwatch. Interesting, because you know I found that the uh, the uh, of course the, the watch one didn't have NFC, but the watch two does uh, the Huawei, and so I mm -hmm. tried to set it up and use it for Android Pay, which I use a lot on my phones. Uh, almost all my phones that, that can do Android Pay have it enabled, uh, but I find that um, it's uh, very cumbersome on Android Wear to use. Uh, it's not Android like Wear. Apple. Apple made it really easy mm -hmm. uh, using your Android phone with Android Pay is really easy. But I find that the watch you need to like there's a lock code and you you have to unlock it and it's just completely useless. I just want to tap the watch, guys. You know, like yeah. just just detect that it's on my wrist so you don't like you know it only asks you the password once like when you when you you first put it on uh but if you don't put it on tight enough then it it you know it thinks that you took the watch off and it needs to you need to enter the password again and you know it's usually one right when you're about to pay that you realize oh my watch was loose and it it wants me to enter the mm -hmm. password and now i am like looking like an idiot at the, at the at the grocery line you know it's just poorly designed i think um apple obviously is doing a better job mm -hmm. uh but i think there's got to be a better way in general for this kind of thing um i don't know what that would be maybe proximity with your phone maybe yeah. uh you know uh, better wear detection for sure i don't know i don't know there's something i i just maybe a fingerprint reader under the screen oh, there <laughs> you we know go. Like gonna... you just touch the touch the watch your finger on the watch then you tap it on the th two two quick actions you know in a row yeah if that's going to be such an issue you know maybe let's do it that way i don't know i really don't know how about face id on your watch you know that apple's going to do that right <laughs> Probably throwing a camera, front-facing camera. Yeah, and you know, they'll, we'll, know that they'll do FaceTime right there. <laughs> that's how they know that you're looking at your watch. Like, exactly. you know, right now they do, you know, it's mostly if I gesture that they know that you're raising your arm, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think they're going to do it with Face ID soon. Actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing Face ID on the Mac. Um, you know, I'm a big Mac user. I'm not a big fan of iOS, although I have a bunch of iPhones. Uh, mm -hmm. But I... I mostly because I kind of have to have iPhones as a, as a tech journalist reviewing phones. But... Um, oh, iOS just doesn't do it for me. So I, I am looking, but Macs do, and I'm looking forward to you know Macs with um, Face ID authentication. That's gonna be, I think it's gonna be really cool. I think Face ID is, is probably one of the most impressive technologies this year. Um, I think it's very 
reliable i think it's very well implemented it's only going to get better in second gen and you yeah. know just like touch idea the first gen was okay but not super awesome the second gen you know and onward we haven't even thought about it anymore and i think it's going to become so something we don't think about and i really honestly think that we're going to see a phone in 2018 with from an android phone with a similar technology i think it's going to come from huawei first oh that's my bet because okay. Maybe Samsung as well, because Samsung, what they did with the iris scanner Virus and the scanner, face yeah. detect is it's crap. It doesn't work for me at all. I can never use it. Face, I don't feel it's secure enough. Mm -hmm. um, I think face the way OnePlus did it is pretty good. It's more yeah. secure than what Samsung's doing and definitely more secure than what Android's doing by default. You know that Android has face detection on, on all the phones, really. It's mm -hmm. part of the OS. Um, but it's very, very poor, like in terms of security. Of, of, uh, security. Yeah. So, the, but the I could never get the retina scanner thing to work for me on any of the galaxies this year. So, uh, because I wear glass, I don't know why it's just slow. It's just unreliable. And you know, if it's not reliable, you're not going to use it. You yeah. just get frustrated. So I'm looking forward to Samsung or Huawei, and I think Huawei will be first, and it probably won't be in the U.S. to come up with a phone that replicates what. Apple has given us with Face ID. It might not use the same technology to do it, but it's mm -hmm. going to be just as accurate, just as fast, it's just real. as good. Nice. Because that's that's the future. I, I really honestly think so. You have an iPhone 10. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to look. be on a website and authenticate by just looking at it, mm -hmm. like, wow. All right. It's that you. once you've done that once, you're like, yeah, yeah, give me more, baby. You know? Yeah. Totally. It's, so, like, it's, it's like the smart home. Now I don't need to like stand up or, you know, turn on uh, a switch. <laughs> I just say yeah. hmm, Google and then. Exactly. It and it does magic. I know it's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, um, we should wrap it up. I, I, wanted, I wanted you to plug yourself, tell people where they can find you, like on the Internet, Twitter, whatever your favorite place is. If you have your own YouTube channel or something as well uh, and let them know where they can go find your stories as well. Yeah, you well, obviously, right for a phone right now, you could check the site there for all my articles, my reviews. Uh, I'm on Twitter, pretty much Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google Plus, even. Uh, it's uh, at John underscore C underscore Velasco for both Instagram and Twitter. But yeah, you could just, you know, Google me, Google me, and you'll, I'm pretty sure you'll find me. Yeah, I think that, you know, the only, the, just don't get their first name wrong because otherwise you'll get that guy from Engadget. Yeah, you'll get my cousin. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are, we all, we're all good friends. Um, yeah, you know where to find me. I'm at Tankerl on Twitter, T-N-K-G-R-L, like the comic book character without the vowels. On YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Miriam my full name spelt out, and Miriam with a Y. In case you don't remember that, just go visit mobiletechpodcast.com. That's mobiletechpodcast.com. So you can subscribe to this podcast and you can see my full name spelled out so you can actually go to my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook, on G+, on Instagram. You know, go find me. Uh, Google me. I There's a Wikipedia page about me, apparently. It's kind of weird. But hey, you know, stay tuned. We'll have one. I think we're going to have one next. I'm going to really try to have a podcast next week. So stay tuned for that. And John, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy that I'm doing this podcast with you. Uh, I really don't do podcasts that often. But, you know, when I first started in industry, this is back in like 2008, 2007, I would have, I had a one hour commute to, to work. So in that one hour period, you know what I would do? I would listen to you and Chris Ziegler on the ah. Gadget Mobile podcast. And for, I believe, like a whole year, 
I just listen to you guys, and that to me it just blows my mind. We're here, 2017. This is what 2008, and I remember just driving to work and just listening to you guys. So it's been a pleasure. You've been great, uh, well, and just you know, it's just wow. Crazy. Thanks. I I feel I feel very flattered. I appreciate. It. Look, you know, I think uh, you know. People, I like people to be on my podcast. I and and I, I always generally pick other journalists because they, they have a lot to add to this conversation, you know. So I'm I'm really glad that you could be on the podcast, and I'm honored Thank that you, you listened to us back in the day. That's that's really great. Thanks so much, John. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, folks. Stay tuned till next week. We'll be back with more. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel and all that good stuff. Later's. Cheers. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.